I can't juggle everything. And it's okay. Like that is that is the realest thing ever to realize that you can't juggle everything. But you owe it to yourself and to your children, to into the universe, everybody out here, just to, you know, get your feet planted and try again. Hey friends, welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. I am your host, LaJuan Moses, and I am a mom on a mission to help you master your mindset and own your time so you can make space in your busy life for your dreams and goals. Join me each week for tangible tips, tools, and strategies that you can use to show up as your personal best in motherhood, business, and life. We are helping you truly step into your own and find the freedom to do more of the things you love and enjoy without feeling guilty or overwhelmed. Joining me in the guest chair today is Trinita Alexander. Trinita is a wife to her college sweetheart and a mom to four little boys. She encourages moms to go after their dreams and desires of their heart while maintaining a healthy home. By this, she includes scriptures and schedules to help moms navigate this journey of motherhood while fulfilling purpose. Trinita believes that as moms, when we achieve it, it demonstrates to our children that nothing is impossible. On the show today, Trinita and I sat down and had a genuine conversation about motherhood, some of the struggles that moms encounter, and how we can really just be out here, be that support in that community that we all need for each other. We discussed the importance of advocating for our children, the importance of kind of living by example, and really learning how to parent our children so that we can also pursue our dreams and goals and kind of get our life working together, things juggling that we have to juggle, and really getting it all to flow so that we can feel fulfilled as women while also being moms and all the other roles that we have. When asked what it means to be more than a mother, Trinita said, being more than a mother is understanding that you were created with a purpose. And although mothering is a part of it, it may not be all of it. Let's dive into my conversation with Trinita. Hey, Trinita, how are you? Hi, Luan. How are you? I am wonderful. Welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. I am so excited to have you here with me today. Girl, I'm excited to be here today, okay? Yes, I can't wait. As we were talking before I started recording, we talked about how we always interact online on Instagram. So it is great to actually have a conversation today. And I am so looking forward to this. Yes, me too. But before we get started, if you could just take a moment and tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, I am Trinita Alexander. Um, I am a wife, a mom. I work in corporate America. I'm a leader there. And I also have my own business and I blog and help try to help other moms and encourage them. So I am just a woman dedicated to helping other women and just being that light and just understanding that we're all in this journey together and just trying to, you know, help everyone that I can just be encouraged because it can get real crazy out here in these streets. So just whether that's with laughter or just a sound word, just trying to, you know, be the light. That is wonderful. And I love how you are out here being the light and just really helping and empowering women, women. And you sound like, just like me working, having your own business, blogging, doing all these things while being a woman 
and a mom and all the other things. So yes, we are definitely in the right place to have this conversation today. (laughs) Now, before we get into all the things that you are currently doing, if you could kind of just walk us through that transformation or aha moments that kind of put you on the path that you are on today. Okay, sure. Um, Like what I really want, like I've been all along before I became blogger and on Instagram, you know, just with have small meetups for women and moms, because I remember when um, I had my first son, it was like, oh, okay. I was giving him all my energy, like 110%, because he was the only thing, you know, even my husband, I was like putting this brother on the back burner just for the baby's sake. But then, y'all, I ended up, um, we were found out we were having another baby like six months later, you know? So then I remember that feeling of, oh my goodness, what am I going to do now with these two? And just feeling kind of isolated um, in a way, because now I was even more concerned, consumed with my children. So just having outlets and, you know, and then I would meet moms who were helping me. And I was like, I'm so glad you reached out to me because I'm also an introvert, believe it or not. So it was hard for me at first, but I believe my having children helped bring me out of my, out of my shell. So then once that helped me, I just started trying to be that help for other moms. Yeah, that's so important. And believe it or not, I am an introvert as well. So there was one point in time that you could not pay me to talk to people. And I I agree with you that becoming a mother really helped me to break out of that shell also because we realized that we have to speak up for our children. So I really do thank my children because I still have introverted ways, even doing the podcast and all the things that I do. I still find myself with introverted ways. So you are definitely, definitely not alone in that. Now, I can relate to where you were saying how you have your first son, and I forgot to mention that you are a boy mom, so you have all boys. Yes, four boys. (laughs) Yes, four boys. So when you had your first son and then you had your second son after that, you were just feeling isolated and really needed this outlet. So what Mm -hmm. were kind of like those kind of first steps that you were kind of taking at that time when you realized, okay, I'm about to have two kids and I just feel isolated and need some help? Well, you know, the the ironic thing is when I had my second son, by this time I was no longer working either. So then it became like, what can I do being able to care for my children, but still have like something of my own and something to do because staying at home was fun, but I I still felt like I needed to be able to go to Target with no limitations. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So I started... (laughs) I started an in-home daycare, right? So I would take care of kids just so that I could not have limitations. So that helped me introduce me to some other moms. And then, you know, moms, they would see me out with two kids. It becomes, oh, goodness, how do you do that? How do you feel? So I just started talking and having these forums, you know, simple conversations. Um, That's the so crazy thing. And because you, I don't know if you can identify with this, Luan, but like moms, we speak the same language. Even if our worlds are so different, even if we're uh, from different cultures or um, even if you're a single mom or you're a married mom, there are just some things that we can just all identify with, you know, no matter what, because it's just a different world over here in motherhood, you know? Um, So it just kind of helped me start um, having small groups and having conversations. And I remember even speaking with the helping moms who wanted children, like they were of my age group, but had not begun the journey of starting their own family. 
yet. And I would encourage them, you know, to keep the faith and believe that it will happen. And, you know, some of those moms now to date have experienced that. So just being that, you know, like I said, that place of encouragement for women. Yes. And I definitely agree that moms do speak the same language because we find that motherhood is really a universal experience. And as I always say, we change the faces, change the names, ages, Mm -hmm. all of that. But when you get to the core and like the root of motherhood, when you start to tell those stories, you start to tell how you feel as a mom, the experiences that you're having with your children, we realize, as you said, that no matter our backgrounds, no matter if we stay at home, we're working, we're entrepreneurs, whatever it is, at the basis of it, moms live those similar experiences and can really relate to each other. Yes, so true. If you are enjoying this show, feeling inspired and motivated, learning something new, or just want to show some love, please do me a favor and help me spread the word. Screenshot this episode and share your favorite takeaways in your Instagram stories. I am truly growing my Instagram and I want you there on the journey with me as we continue to grow and build. Don't forget to tag me at Lawan Moses so that I can share your share. Each time you share this show, it helps me to reach more and more moms just like you. Don't keep this greatness to yourself. Tell a mama you know about the More Than a Mother podcast today. Remember, motherhood is a universal experience and we are all in this together. And there are so many things that I realized that I wish somebody would have told me about motherhood, you know, even like pregnancy. Like I thought (laughs) that being, when I was pregnant, I thought it was going to be like this beautiful. I mean, it was beautiful in the essence of it, but there were some days that were really tough for me, Um, especially with my third and fourth pregnancy. I mean, like there were some days that I just didn't even know if I would like honestly physically make it the next day. And I didn't see those stories told or depicted anywhere. You know what I mean? So that's also an aspect that I try to share with women and moms. So you don't feel like, oh, I'm not drinking enough water. I'm not drinking and having enough vegetables or I'm not taking all my vitamins. Why am I experiencing this as in a way that you're doing something wrong? But no, it's just natural. And it's our bodies. Like we're producing an entire human. An entire human. (laughs) Entire You know what I'm saying? And so just trying to be that support, because now I can say to a mom, I remember being in my what second or third, second trimester and totally passing out one day in my kitchen. Wow. You know, but I can say that I was able to make it through that. And my baby came home healthy, you know, and just like, you know, that's what it says about our testimony. Like we go through things just so we can encourage others and let them know that you some you make it through the other side, you know? Yeah, that is that right there, just being able to share those stories and share those testimonies. And I definitely, where you're saying that, I wish someone told me about motherhood. I think moms say that all the time because <laughs> we think about all the things in life that we get prepared for, whether mm-hmm. it's driving, you have marital counseling, if we get married, just think about all mm-hmm. the different things, college, education, all of that. But when it comes down to parenting, motherhood, It's just like, okay, here you are, you're pregnant, you're growing this human, you plop it out, push it out, get it pulled, however it comes out and here, take it home and raise it. 
That's true. That's so good. Like even when you were speaking, I vividly can see like all they tell you to do is how to change the pamper and feed the baby. That's it. Exactly. That's all they give you. Change it and feed it. Make sure they eat and make sure they're not wet or have a poop. Make sure they have a dry behind and that they eat. Yes. And that's it. But they're not telling you about all this emotional input that you're going to have to put into this person. Right. Right. They're not they're not describing how your life is going to totally change, let alone your body, which we don't even need to get into that because that's a whole nother situation because I'm still recovering and my youngest is almost two years old. OK, well, don't worry. <laughs> my youngest is almost 12 years old and I'm still recovering. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with it. I have come to the point. I'm going to put on me a good shaper. And that's exactly what it's going to be. OK, because that's just where I'm at right now. Um, exactly. If, uh, if the exercise of me vacuuming and doing laundry and stuff don't count, then I don't really have much left for the day. Who knows? It may change the older they get. But right now, <laughs> I'm going to put that shaper on and call it a day. <laughs> exactly. And that's really about kind of prioritizing what really matters and what is mm-hmm. important in life. And then even, like you said, getting to that point of having that self-acceptance. Like, guess what? It's mm-hmm. okay. If I got to throw on a shaper, if I got to... <laughs> Suck in or turn an angle or something to make yes. it look a certain Okay, I'm going to do yes. that. But I also think, yes. and it shows an example to those around us, even though you have boys, but still yes. to our kids that accept yourself for who you are. Like no oh, one is so perfect. Good. We all have imperfections. And that shows a message as there are bigger things in life than worrying about not looking a certain way. So just look yourself in the mirror, really accept for who you are and do what you can do. Yes. And that is so true. And, and you know, um, raising a girl or a boy is just a tremendous, um, responsibility. But what I've, you know, I feel like I've been commissioned with, because here I am with a house full of guys, right. Right. (laughs) Um, it's just showing them that like, I'm a mom, I wear a weave, you know what I'm saying? I'll buy me a wig. I'll wear my hair out natural. I'll wear my hair straight. I'll put on makeup or I'll go bare face. Or sometimes I dress up or sometimes I'm bummy around the house. And I just feel like I am the representative for all the women that my sons will one day encounter so that they'll be more open-minded about what beauty is, you know, and not be so becomes, you know, they'll develop their own preferences, but just to show them like, well, my mama used to wear a weave and she still was, you know, my dad loved her in such a way, like it didn't stop her from caring for us or you know my mom put lashes on one time and it burnt her eye you know like they'll have all these stories it'll be more tangible to them versus like they never saw these things you know right and I really and speaking to that not only are you showing that to your boys and in your household but I will say when with following you on Instagram I love seeing your stories in the morning because some days you like Hey, I got up, I got my hair on, I got my makeup on. This is how I look. Well, today, guess what? I got the bonnet on. This is what you're going to get today. And that is so refreshing to see because there are so many of us moms that we do these businesses. We have these online Mm -hmm. presents, but we always want to have the look that goes a certain way, have the hair done, have the makeup done. And it's like, that is not our life 99% of the time. And if there is a mom that is like that, then kudos to her. Cause I know that's yes. not my life, but your stories are so refreshing <laughs> to me in the morning when I log on, like, okay, I never know what I'm going to get. And those days you like, look, I had time to do my hair. I put my edges down. This is what y'all going to get today. And you're going to like it. And that to me is just so refreshing to see. Oh my goodness. My mom be like, girl, you, I cannot believe you are out there like that. But I'd be like, mommy, 
you know me. She'd be like, yeah, I do. You know, but um, that's, and you know, I struggled with that at first because as you said, um, even in our groups and things, you know, you're, you're kind of showed how to show up for your audience, if that makes sense. Yes. But I can't do that. Like you said, I can't keep that pace, not realistically, and show up every day. Even if I have a weave, like you said, like that day when my um, leave out was acting up like that, there was nothing I could do because it just was not behaving. So I was like, are you not going to speak to the people or worry about your hair? And then, you know, it comes to like, is that really who you are? So I was like, oh, no, me and Bonisha, we going to get up here. And we're going to say good morning and we're going to pray and do whatever we're going to do. But I'm rocking with Bonisha because I like my Bonisha. <laughs> yes, and I love that. And it really speaks to encouraging moms because I know when I started and like you said, when, mm-hmm. you, when you're in these groups and they teach mm-hmm. you certain ways to show up. So when I was first starting out and doing video or photos or things like mm-hmm. that, I was letting it kind of hold me back from doing stuff because I'm like, I don't, I don't feel like putting on hair today. I don't feel like putting on makeup. I don't want to do my hair. Mm-hmm. So then it, I found it as like a roadblock. But mm-hmm. then as you said, when we get to that reality, okay, this is the life that a mom lives. This is the life that I'm living as a busy, even if I'm not a mom, as a busy person, right. I'm not doing that all the time. And I feel mm-hmm. that we're able to show up as our authentic selves. And Ooh, that so to good. me encourages more moms to kind of pursue their dreams because they're seeing women like us that are like, okay, this is what you're going to get today. My hair in the ponytail, <laughs> I had no makeup on. Let me swipe for one of these filters that I might perhaps look a little bit decent, but if I want to do a filter, I ain't doing that either. But we're still showing up. We're giving the message. We're doing what we're supposed to do and living our dreams and goals and not letting something like that kind of be a roadblock for us. Girl, you just said so much right there. Like um, even the fact of, think about how many women, young women, put off being a mother because they feel like they can no longer achieve their goals if they take on motherhood. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, and then think about how many moms stop their dreaming because they have, you know, this responsibility of being a mom, you know, like that is such a, you know, like how many drink, like great ideas, like, you know, we are the ones, the creatives who could implement so many things that could change the world. And listen, I am a mom who has. So like um, recently I had kind of slowed down on posting, but it was because I got a new job, girl. And mm-hmm. it was going to be one or the other. OK, because I couldn't get I was like, I got to learn this job. So I understand prioritizing and being sure of what, you know, what works for you and your family and your household. But it's like, you still always have that part of you. Like I would show up and say, Hey girls, but I got to go back to work. You know what I'm saying? And make sure I'm checking in with y'all, but I miss that part of me. So now I'm coming back because I'm starting to get my feet planted in the job thing. So I just want to encourage moms that it's okay to pivot or to pause in those moments when you feel like, okay, I can't juggle everything and it's okay. Like that is, that is the realest thing ever to realize that you can't juggle everything, but you owe it to yourself and to your children, to into the universe, everybody out here just to, you know, get your feet planted and try again. You know, I hope that makes sense. 
It makes perfect sense. And as you're saying this, I'm like, oh, you are really speaking my language right now. Because <laughs> here we go. That's why I said this conversation that we I've always felt like me and you were here, like just from our connections <laughs> on Instagram. But the more we talk, we're like, oh, yeah, we really are. We're right here together. <laughs> and speaking of new jobs, so I'm still in my same job, but I had mm-hmm. just due to some circumstances, I've been mm-hmm. taking over like this acting supervisor role. So that mm-hmm. suddenly changed like in the matter of 24 hours, I went from okay. just being an employee to, okay, now we need you to do this role. So mm. that to me threw me into that part of, okay, now I got to get back. Okay. How am I going to make this all work again? Mm-hmm. And I really did take a step back. I had my podcast schedule all planned out for what I wanted to do. I had yep. all these things all pl- all planned out for the business. And I was like, you know what? I can't do that right now. No, I have to step back and I'm going to show up the way that I can show up. And I have to, mm-hmm. as you said, pivot and make this work for me. Yes. And the thing is to kind of, if you have to pause, as you said, do that pause because yeah. life is going to happen. And that is the thing. I think that's the message in it. Life happens and we can't yes. control life happening to us, but we can control how we react to it. So it's kind of that thing of you don't give up on your dreams and goals just because life happens. And mm-hmm. then you realize that it's okay. Okay. Life happened. I need to pause. I need to pivot. I need to figure out how yes. this is going to work. And be okay with that and give yourself that permission to say, okay, I'm pausing, I'm taking a step back. And that is really what I did over these past few weeks. And now <laughs> that I'm getting into a groove of things, it's like, okay, now how can I make this work? What do I want it to look like? I've settled yes. into this groove and that's what it really is because it's going to always be adapting, adjusting, and we yes. have to be flexible. Yes, yes. Are you looking for a speaker for your next in-person or virtual event? Well, look no further. In case you didn't know, I, Luan, me, her, she, yes, me, am the speaker that you need to make your next event a unique, enjoyable, and engaging special experience. Whether you need an event host, a facilitator for workshops and or trainings, a keynote speaker or someone to participate in your conference event or panels, someone to help lead your event, be it a social media event, a virtual event, in-person event, small or large conference, or even just to be on your podcast, participate in your Facebook groups or any of your other social media platforms. Look no further, I am here and I am ready to be a part of your next event. If that sounds good to you, if you're looking for someone to come speak about all things motherhood and more, be it productivity, priorities, mom guilt, rising above your obstacles, and so much more, head over to my website, lawanmoses.com forward slash speaking and fill out my speaker interest form. I can't wait to be a part of your next event and I look forward to hearing from you soon. That's so good like what you said about being flexible because I know you're like me. We're planners, right? And we want to be organized and I like it all in a group. But what I have realized with children, baby, they tear that whole thing up the best they can. Okay. So it's like, but I'm, I'm relieved because when I was just single, like, cause I didn't have children till I was like 28. So like I lived a long time in my own bubble but when I got these little people, child, they just had me like on this, like, this is, I can't believe this is my life. But they helped me not be so rigid and to learn how to, 
like because I have some a lot of fears, but it comes from like childhood stuff. But I can't put that stuff on my kids. Like I'm afraid of dogs. Okay, like right. I'm talking about terrified, like phobia. It could be a little dog, a medium sized dog, or a big dog. It doesn't matter. It could be a tied up dog. It could be a dog in somebody's backyard. It doesn't matter. But because I have boys, when I'm around dogs, guess what I try to do? They know I'm afraid, but right. I try to create this like environment that I don't put my fears on them. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I feel like my boys, and God gave me boys for a reason. That's so funny. But they like, they've helped me heal from some of the things that I experience, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I am always talking to people about healing from Mm -hmm. those past experiences, that past trauma. And whenever I say trauma, people always think about the big, extreme, devastating traumas, but (laughs) something being afraid of a dog because of perhaps an experience you had or people that have lost relationships or Mm -hmm. moving around a lot as kids because of your parents' jobs. Like People don't realize those are all those little kind of traumas and experiences Mm -hmm. that happen to you that form the patterns for how we behave when we are an adult. And I like how you said that it was through having your children and having these experiences that you are starting to heal. And like you said, you have boys for a reason because these boys, I'm sure, are very adventurous. So they pushing you to some limits and some extremes and really helping you to kind of start to heal and work through some of those things that happen to you. And I feel a lot of moms and a lot of people, we get to a point where we want to we're older. We want to go out and do mm-hmm. all these things, but we hit these stumbling blocks. We hit these roadblocks. Yes. We go through these same patterns and we fail to realize that how much our past trauma issues, experiences yes. really uh, impact the things that we do in Ooh. the present. Yes. Like heavily, like even the way we parent, the we, you know, we parent the way we were parented. But what I had to do is my parents were really great and I'm grateful for them. But there were some things that I had to shift because for one, my parents were raising girls, you know? Right. Um, and that's not what I'm doing. Okay. I'm raising boys. So I have to allow them space, like you said, to be adventurous, to try new things, you know, or whatever their, you know, whatever their interests are. Even like, like now, I, like I don't have brothers. I only have a sister. So like, I, I, I don't know nothing about football. Okay. I do know about basketball, but mm-hmm. that's because of my dad. But like, I'm having to learn all these things. Like now the boys are in martial arts and I'm like, at first I was like, oh, this is too much. But then it's like, I can see this, the discipline, the self-discipline that's coming from it. So I'm like, okay, this, this is going to work. But it's just navigating this journey that I've never been on. And my mom, she gives me the best advice she can. But like my sister and I are almost 12 years apart. So she looking at my life, she was like, you know, this was just specially designed for you because having children back to back the way I did, she was just like, I can't believe that you can do it every day. (laughs) Wow. And I like how you said that we parent the way that we were parented. And as you were pointing out, a lot of parenting, a lot of adulthood is really unlearning and then relearning and learning new things. And it is definitely just navigating. I think motherhood is just constant navigation, figuring out what works. Like even if you did have brothers, even if you yeah. your mom's kids were yeah. closer together, it's still yeah. your own individual journey. And we just kind of really learn how to navigate and maneuver. True. 
true and advocate for our children. I am, listen, I am that mom that's at the school. I am that mom who participate in PTA. Um, like at the board level, like I won't hold a position, but I go to those, I get into those meetings. I am that mom who walks my kid into wherever they're going because I need, I feel like, man, our job is also to protect our kids, like not to shield them from things and experiences, but to be that support that they have. Because I know there were times where I would be like, oh, I wish my mama would have went off on that lady. You know what I'm saying? But my kids know that there's a potential that my mama, she going to have my back. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes. Like I'm just trying like to be that support for them. So they understand that they have a voice too, even though they are children. Cause you know, that's not how we were raised. We were raised, you know, exactly. Grown people, (laughs) you know, but they out of grown folks business as they say. Girl, And don't you say a word. Yes. The grown person is wrong. Exactly. but it's also a very fine line, right? Because you want to give space for that, but you don't want, you know, you have to groom it in a way that is still respectful, you know? So, oh yes. Um, yeah. So it's, it's been a journey. Um, and now that we, it's like, I feel like we have two sets of children. We have older boys and little boys. Um, and these little ones are totally, uh, way ahead where I thought those other boys were, but, um, we're just learning and growing and just trying to show up and be our very best for them today, every day. I'm just trying, girl. <laughs> yep, and that's really all that you can do. So you mentioned that you are in the corporate world. You are running this business. You are doing this blog. How are you making your life gel and work together for you? Our favorite word, Lawan schedules processes strategies like all of that um (laughs) is my life I um I have certain days or I'm able to like um I like have my week set up where priorities if that makes sense like yes the beginning of my week so like from Saturday Sunday Monday I need to kind of be where I'm at in my blog world okay then as the week start Monday, okay, it's corporate America because Monday through Friday, okay? But by Thursday to like Saturday, I should be fulfilling my orders for my customers. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I block off my week to balance all three things. And that is good. And that is an important strategy. You mentioned having those priorities and then also the blocking that you're doing, kind of your own kind of time and day blocking and designating those days for those tasks and responsibilities. And I mean, really, that is how we have to get it done. And it's just, it's amazing how many people and moms don't kind of have these schedules and processes and strategies that exist, but really to maintain that sanity and to be able to live your dreams and goals while while navigating this thing called motherhood. It is really Mm -hmm. so important to have those priorities and those schedules in place. Yes, that's so true. And I mean, that's me cooking dinner every night. Now, some nights is it man, which yes, (laughs) but I'm at least bringing something to the table every night because, you know, I have a lot of people in my household, so we can't be eating out like that. And that's me um, keeping, trying to keep my house as neat as possible, but I do have a house lady, cleaner lady that comes and help us out. Yes, I do. Because guess what? That is important for me. Okay. Cause that is I don't my, like that's going to be my next investment. 
Do it, girl. Because yeah. I don't like to clean no bathrooms. And I told Neither you I live a lot of bills. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine. <laughs> I know. And, you know, and it, it could be once a month, you know, twice a month. But it's just good to know that, oh, this week I don't have to because Miss So-and-so is coming, you know, and it just helps. Like, I'm all about outsourcing. And then, too, I also think about she's probably a wife and a mom. With a, that's her small business. I want to support her the same way I want moms and women to support my small business. You know, so that's how I look at it too. And that's a great way to really think about it. And that outsourcing and delegating and getting that mm-hmm. help when you need it. Those are also just great tips and ways to really maintain that sanity in this busy working mom, business mom life that we have. And I think a lot of mm-hmm. us try to do it on our own. And that mm-hmm. is where the burnout and feeling miserable and stressed out comes mm-hmm. in because in our mind, we have that take plan to where, okay, if I ask for help, then that means that I am less than, that means that I'm not a quote unquote good mom because I'm mm-hmm. getting someone to help me. It's like, no, mm-hmm. I don't know where these lies come from that we yeah. tell ourselves, but yeah. everybody exists for a reason. And that's what yes. I try to tell people when we have different, if you look at jobs, everybody at a job mm-hmm. plays their part and it all works together. And that is why there are people that love to do the cleaning and there are people like me that do not like it. And that, like I said, that is going to be my next investment. And as you said, pouring into another mom or another woman that whose small business that is. So then you're empowering her in her dreams and goals and making them come true. Yes. Yes. And I mean, like we love our lady, you know what I'm saying? And I have come to like the boys know and they're respectful. You know, I'm teaching them that like this ain't no like you know, she, no, we respect her and I make them clean up their room and stuff while she's here, you know, because I'm, I'm trying to paint the right picture, you know, um, and things like that. But yeah, because, and they see how hard, you know, their mom worked. Like they'll say, mom, I, we saw that you was working hard today. So we decided to, you know, then they'll do something nice for me or whatever, which they think is nice, but it really be for their benefit, but I'll take it, you know, <laughs> but um <laughs> You know, it's sweet just, that they have that thought. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I think that I am. I remember when my oldest went to kindergarten, that was probably one of the hardest times of my life as a parent because I had a child who did not sit still, but could keep up with the work. And that was a struggle that the teacher and I had. You know what I'm saying? Like, Let's not put my baby in a box because he doesn't sit still. Because if he was something was not correct there, then how is he able to keep up with what you, you know the work part? You know exactly. what I mean? And and I was there and I advocated for my baby. And I mean, it was a journey now because we still had to work on being still. Like I understood that part, but I just want to encourage moms, and I speak to moms a lot, especially moms to little boys. Our boys are not, may not sit down in a circle on a rug, you know, all day or whatever. They may lean back and roll in the chair, but that doesn't mean that there is something wrong with your child. And if there is something that needs to be focused on, don't beat yourself up about it. Just pour into your child into the area so that they'll, you know, just feel confident and then it, and they'll grow out of it. Like y'all, the the, the the rising fourth grader I have now is definitely not the kindergartner that, you know, we had at the beginning. So 
that's another thing I like to point out to moms, like be, you know, just have keep advocating for your kids, especially in school. Yes. And that is so important to advocate for our children in these school systems because they are so quick to kind of group mm-hmm. and label mm-hmm. and say behavior problems mm-hmm. or whatever it is. It's so quick to yes. throw a label on. And if we're thinking about it as adults, we don't like sitting still in one spot for hours on in and listen to somebody talk to us or try to teach us something. <laughs> so imagine being a child that you're going into a school system in kindergarten, yeah. however it looks, and you're being told that you have to sit here and learn this stuff. I mean, that is hard for anyone. And I like how you pointed out how you were there to advocate and mm-hmm. really put it all out there because it is so quick. And I mean, our teachers really are stressed. Our school systems are stressed oh, too. Yes. Oh, and it's yes. a lot Definitely. that they are trying to navigate as well. And that's why it's good to have the parents and oh, as yes. speaking to the parents. That's why it's important to be that advocate and be there yeah. and be that present so that you're able to bring it to their attention. You're able to mm-hmm. show it. And then that in turn will help the relationship with the teacher and on take some yes. of that pressure off of them as they're trying to navigate everything they have going on. Oh yes, definitely. And that's why I choose, you know, the word advocate, because like I said, we definitely had to work on sitting still. Oh yes, that was a focus. But at the same time, like you said, that was not, I was not with the labeling ever. <laughs> like I was not signing anything like mm-hmm. I'm not. And right. then here we are today. None of that exists. You see what I mean? So I just, I also, that's one, that's one of my, you know, soapbox issues, like show up for your babies. Exactly. (laughs) That's a good one. Show up for your babies. Back by popular demand, my course balancing the busy, how to manage family business and all the things is here for you. And I am so excited to announce that for the month of December, my course will be available for you for 50% off when you use the code Christmas. I know the end of the year, going into the new year, we are all about setting goals and priorities. And I want to help you do that with my course, Balancing the Busy. Inside this course, you are going to learn how to clear some things off your plate, set your priorities and boundaries. I'll give you some exact phrases, tools, and strategies on how to say no. And we are going to tackle that pesky mom guilt. So inside the course, you're going to have the worksheets and templates and everything you need so that you can start to balance the busy in your life. So head over to my website, LawanMoses.com and grab Balancing the Busy, How to Manage Family, Business and All the Things for 50% off for a month of December. Don't forget to use that code Christmas. Tell me more about what you are doing to empower and encourage women each and every day. Okay, um... Well, like we talked about the blogging and the Instagram, um, just trying to, you know, whether it's humor, um, because I, I've noticed that a lot of people chuckle, but I be serious, <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, the humor or the the faith, uh, I am a, a mom, a woman of faith. I am a believer, like without a shadow of doubt for me, I am a believer because of the things that I've, my experiences made me a believer. You know what I mean? Yes. So, um, and that's something that I'll scream from the mountaintop about because I experienced this. This is nothing that was put into my head or I just read in a book, but no, I live these things, you know? So that's important to me. I like to share that with moms as well as sometimes I do um, book clubs, but it's really an essence away from women to get together and talk 
and discuss different things. And, you know, I'm sure you experienced this too. It's like, yeah, girl, me too. Girl, I thought I was the only one. Are you serious? I did the same thing. So (laughs) we spent a lot of time just breaking down that barrier of what I said earlier about feeling isolated. Okay. Because that's that like that deception of that you're alone and nobody but you, that is just totally a false narrative that can be very powerful so that we have to be careful to keep that out of our mind. So I, I do um, for my emailing list, I send out encouraging words, you know, just all around and I'm getting ready to move since now the world is opened up a little bit to some mommy get togethers and mommy meetups, you know, just doing some different things like that because we need it. Like we need it. Just the sigh. Like yesterday, what was it yesterday? I just went outside in my backyard and sit. I put the fan on, which I know that's a little bit ghetto, but hey, I put the fan outside and I just felt so cool and relaxed and I enjoyed that. Right. And it's those little things. And I love how through <laughs> all that you're doing with the blogging, the Instagram, having these uh, meetups that you plan to have, building that community, as you said, so that moms mm-hmm. aren't feeling isolated. We're able to connect with people that relate to us, have those experiences, and we really get that support that we need and that community that we need as mothers. Mm-hmm. Yes, we need it. We definitely need it as mothers. Like I said, it doesn't matter your background, your skin color, your preferences, like just being a mom, like you're responsible for like raising a productive citizen. Okay. Like this person should be productive. Okay. So that's a lot, you know, and these people have their own minds, their own ideas. And I wish they would just stay in the lines that we create for them. But sometimes it doesn't happen. Um, I I say all the time that my kids have made me very vulnerable in a good way. You know, because now it's just not Trinita. It's four more people. Okay. <laughs> right. And that is that is really a good part about motherhood where, as you said, you get that vulnerability. You're raising these humans and they all have different personalities <laughs> and all have different ways that you have to parent them. And it's just always a constant navigation. Constant. With, with really, yeah, I mean, but what is the GPS though? Like, what would you say? Like, your kids are older than mine. Like, what? Oh, I'm not trying to interview. Sorry. You can can ask me a question. (laughs) Go ahead. But, like, what? Like, looking back, you know, like I said, because you were, you're in a different stage of parenting than I am right now. Looking back, like, what would you attribute to, like, being impactful to your motherhood journey? I would definitely say support, number one. Mm Mm-hmm. And then also to me, it was personal development. So I had to mm-hmm. really become, know who I was. Because mm-hmm. my first, and I'm just going to share this, My and I tell this all the time. My first two kids really spoiled me. So they were the oh. ones that they went to bed on time. They took their nap. You know, as they say, the okay. kids should do. I mean, they didn't really sleep through the night, but they had those schedules. Mm-hmm. They were in bed at a certain time. They took naps during the day. It was smooth mm-hmm. going. Then I have my youngest and she <laughs> is my activist world changer, always been independent. And I always tell people when she went to daycare at six weeks old, <laughs> I picked her up the first day and the daycare provider said, I have never seen a baby as mean as her. And I was like, wow. 
But the thing is, it wasn't that she was mean. It was just from the time that she came out, she had that independent spirit. And as she grew and got older, we always say she was probably crying because she's like, I don't want you changing my diaper or giving me a bottle. I want (laughs) to do it myself. And she's probably frustrated that she couldn't Uh say these things. But she was the one that came along that kind of really disrupted our whole world. Like going to bed on time. What's that? Taking that oh. store in the day, what's that? And I remember telling the uh, her pediatrician, I'm like, mm-hmm. she will not take a nap. Like, I'm worried that she's not sleeping. They're like, okay, so what does she do? I'm like, okay, I'll have her. She'll lay down for like 20 minutes here, 20 mm-hmm. minutes there. She'll sleep at night for this amount of time. They're like, okay, so let's add up all you just told me. So they uh-huh. added it up and said, well, she's getting her sleep. She's just not doing it as everyone else does. She's taking these little cat naps here and there, but she's getting the amount of sleep she needs. So that was really when she came in, talk about disrupting schedules and lives and having, she was the one that I say built my character because Mm -hmm. I remember from four to five, it was like, okay, I'm the parent, you're the child. I'm the parent, you're the child. So it was really to me in parenting and all of that, it was really knowing who I was, Ooh, getting back to the core of who I was as a woman. Because as we Ooh. say, a lot of times as mothers, we kind of lose that identity. And it's so easy if, if I'm thinking back to my son was older. So my son, mm-hmm. there's a seven and nine year age gap between my um, son and my girl. So it was like okay. parenting him. And then they were my second set of kids because they're only two years apart. Okay. And it was really getting back to, okay, I need to know who I am because in order for me to parent as I need to, then I have to know who I am at the core because this parenting thing is not going to take me out. So really with my parenting journey, it was, like you said, that support, that community, talking to people, really knowing who I am. And then the other part is just really learning from the mistakes, forgiving myself for them and just going from there. And that to me, has been the most impactful part is that realizing, okay, this parenting journey is not perfect. I'm going to mess up. And I was, I'm like you, the planner and everything. So of course, when she came along, it was like, girl, I need schedules. I need routines. We was going to bed at eight o'clock. The house was quiet. And now all of a sudden here you come in, what's going on? So (laughs) that really took me through a loop, but it really was just building that up and learning from it. And Even as the kids get older, I am in a different stage of parenting than you. But as I tell people, those personalities stay the same. And it's still learning those ways to navigate and best parent each child. And it looks different. And the thing is, when they get older, it's like, okay, you're not, and especially my youngest, you're not parenting the same, she doesn't say it that way. But basically what she's saying, you're not parenting them the same way you're parenting me. And it's like, girl, you require a certain level. (laughs) Of parenting. Oh, listen, when you said that, I like, oh, I kind of had to like grip my pearls. Like, really? They going to stay the same? Because these personalities. The personalities do not change. They just get older Mm -hmm. and you learn to navigate and parent as they get older. And that's what it is. Just constantly learning. And they're going to get older. And as I tell people, my son now, he is 20, almost Mm -hmm. 21. They just need you in different ways. So, yeah, so I have a 14-year-old, my son is 20, and then my youngest will be 12 next month. But, yes, they just Mm -hmm. need you in different ways. Even as adult children, they need you in different ways, and you just learn at each stage how to parent them and give them what they need, even in their own special way, because, like I said, the personalities don't change. 
So I'm sorry oh. if I didn't give you much to look for. Oh. The thing about the personalities not changing, I'm like, who? Because it's like everybody has a strong personality. Nobody is really laid back. You know, like I'm more, like I said, you know, I'm introverted. I can be outgoing, but that's just not what I would choose to do. Um, but all these people in my house, I'd be like, really, y'all? That's what we doing all day, every day? And I have a nine-year-old, an eight, a three today. My baby birthday today. Happy oh, birthday, happy Miles. Birthday. And um, a one-year-old who is, when you was talking about your baby girl, that's exactly how my baby boy is. Like, it's so bad that he got moved up to the next class, like you said, when he was a baby, because he was like, the teacher couldn't take care of hardly the other kids because he was demanding her attention. So they was like, once he got like, like, well, let's move him up so he can be around older kids and start, you know, and, but that really helped him though. But yeah, he is so, Ooh, Mm -hmm. he's strong person and would cut his eyes at you. Already, yeah. Like, oh Lord. Yeah. So well, that's worse. how. Yeah, that's how my youngest was when she was two. People used to always be like, "Oh, is she gonna speak to me today? Oh, she smiled oh. at me today. Oh, yes. she must really like me today." They would know. Oh, they would just God. look at her and be like, "Okay, I don't know if she's gonna speak." Then when oh, she would speak, God. they'd be like, "Oh, she spoke to me today." Yeah, and he's a quarantine baby. Well, he was like six months once we went into quarantine. Right. I don't think that helped at all. Okay, oh, because yeah. he's still warming up to my mom. I heard them quarantine babies are on a whole nother level they from are, what I'm girl. hearing. They are. I see the videos too. It's so cute, but I believe it too. Them quarantine babies are like, we here. Okay. Yeah. But I'm so glad that we made it through quarantine and not having an, you know, an added an addition to everyone who has congratulations. But I listen. Mm. I just so glad we made it through that. Yes, yes. So glad to have made it through. And yes, this parenting journey is always going to be a journey. You just really do the best that you can. And those are my kids. And they, like I said, they all have their personalities. It's just my youngest is very verbal with hers. So we just navigate Mm -hmm. that. And as I always have said, she's going to be a great leader and activist one day. It's just hard for her now to be a child. Mm -hmm. And that was where that whole, when we were talking earlier about unlearning and relearning, Mm -hmm. it was the, okay, with her, it's the, because I said so, or the go ahead and do it is not going to work. She's the one that wants to know the explanation of the why. And if you give her the black and the white and it all it is is black and white, she done found that piece of gray that's in there. So and it's got to make sense. My oldest is like that. Well, mom, you did say, and then when they come back to you and it makes sense, their point is valid. I'd be like, oh, okay. Exactly. Like, and then it's people look at us like, well, why are you taking that time to do that? Because I mean, it's not disrespectful. They just want to know. That's how their brains work. They're not just going to do something just because somebody told them, which is great. Once they get older, it's like, we ain't got to worry about. It's like somebody's like, I know I ain't got to worry about you when you get older. But right Mm. now we got to navigate this thing (laughs) called parenting and child. So, but that is, yeah. So any parent listening, your child's personality is going to stay the same. So however you are parenting them at whatever age they are now, just know that as they get older you're just going to adapt the way you're parenting that parenting style but that personality is going to be there and you will make it through and that's what i would say we had a few rough years from four to five i would say but for the most part we didn't we made it through 
And it's always just great just seeing them grow and really grow into their own. And I say that is the great part about it. Yeah, that's so good. You will make it through. Yes, that's you so will. Good. That's the truth. Like that, that is it. And everything that we need for our children, like you said, even the figuring out, like you had to, you may have to um, grow into awareness. Like that was, I wrote down about what you said about understanding who we are as a woman, as a person, as a human because you need that, but everything you need, it just, your children help you become aware of the things you need. You know what and, I'm saying? Yes. So, and that's a it, great way to sum it up. Yes. Yeah. That's it. They do. They, if you lacking in any area, trust me, when you have a child and when you're parenting mm-hmm. these kids, you're going to see where that area you may be lacking yes. or a little bit weakened. And you're like, okay, yep. you're not it's about to parent me. So let me, let me get this part a little bit better about myself. So yes, that is a great way. To say that. That's true. If it's patience you need more of, if it's not it's sleep, like you said, when tearing up your sleep and not sleeping a whole lot, you know, or being so rigid in your schedule or different food, you know, being creative. Like my kids got me cooking real good. Like I'm almost at big mama status now oh, because oh, they're girl. so particular. You know what I'm saying? But it makes me try different things and, you know, do more. And because I have so many, like I said, I have to cook more, but it just, like you said, it expands you to who your full self. So this, I, this has been good. I feel like I can run on as the old people would say, I feel like, you know, this made me feel better. This conversation when we discuss, you know, we want to help the moms out there that, are, that may be listening, but I even feel better after this conversation. That is wonderful. And that is the ultimate goal for all of us to feel better. So aside from motherhood, what would you say has been the most rewarding part of your life journey so far? Okay. I'm trying not to cry, (laughs) but I would say, um, my being able to be uh, a, prof- uh, a professional in a workplace because um, growing up, there were just certain jobs that I saw us have um, or women have, period, before we even get into the cultural thing, right. um, even just women. But um, to like, I grew up in rural North Carolina, like very rural North Carolina. Okay. So to um, be where I am now, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I also know where it's like, to grow up in um, like really underserved area, you know, like no, I can count how many people went to college from my high school on my hand, on my one hand, you know, and they didn't all look like me, you know? So I'm grateful for the opportunities that I have had. I am grateful for um, even my marriage and my relationship because it helped me reestablish what a healthy home looks like, you know, um, I didn't always grow up that way. Once my parents got older, they got better with it, but I'm just grateful that now my children are get that peace and calm in their home. You know what I mean? So those things are life things because, um, you know, when you're in the middle of that kind of stuff, you don't know if you're going to make it out. Okay. Right. You just try to make it from day to day. But now to be at a point where I can look back and help other moms and other women know that you can make it out. You know what I'm saying? No matter what it is. And sometimes 
even when it's the toughest, it's just so that you can help somebody else not even go through it or to help pull them out of it, you know? So um, I'm just grateful, like, um, that it all paid off, that it all was worth it. Um, So I just, I feel led to say that to any mom or any woman listening, that whatever you're going through right now, whatever you are experiencing, is really just for you to help somebody else. And it won't last always. Because in those darkest moments, when you're feeling all alone, you're never alone. And it's just going to all work out. And you're going to feel so much better. And it's now it's not like no genie situation. It's not like, oh, I just got to sit here for one day. And it's going to, it may take some time, but you have to just trust that it all comes together. And when you start making the best decisions that you can to choose peace, like I'm a very choose peace person. Like I'm not, I learned in middle school that I'm not going to say anything <laughs> that I can't say to the person directly. Cause I could, I could not get with the, he say, she say. So I learned early on choose peace. And that's just always been my thing to choose peace. And once you start choosing peace, even when things happen, you still have this constant of peace because you know what you said or what you did. So it doesn't matter about the things that happen around you. So I just want you to be encouraged and know that it won't last always. And it will be you will see the reward of everything that you go through. Oh, yes, that is so powerful. And thank you for leaving us with that. Such a powerful word that it is going to be okay and to choose your peace. So thank you, Chanita, for joining me today. If you could just tell the audience where they can connect with you online. Okay. Thank you so much, LaJuan, for having me. You can reach me on Instagram at Trinita underscore Alexander. Um, Also, my blog is TrinitaAlexander.com. I also have a small business where I do make um, body butters and other natural skincare products for the entire family. Um, at the shop, the authenticity brand. So um, those are the places you can find me at. Awesome. And I'll be sure to link to all of that in the show notes. Thank you again for joining me. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, leave a review, and most importantly, share this episode with all of your mom friends. Let's continue to grow our mom community and support each other. Remember, together, we've got this.